All right, and here we go, gang. Episode 7 of the Snow Jobs Podcast is underway. I hope everybody had a great week. Hopefully most of you got to push some snow around. I'm Steve, and as always, my partner in crime is Jeremy, and we're back to bring you Episode 7. Jeremy, how you doing, brother? What's new? Hey, Steve. Pretty good. Uh, what's new? We've been pushing snow all week. That's that's new, I guess. It's a shitty going problem. Pretty hard. Yeah, Every yeah, we damn were, day. We've been going hard. We've been going hard. That's <laughs> what we do. Uh, you still have your A team together, right? It's not spring break yet. A teams together. Well, till, uh, well, today we're recording this. Yeah, they all leave for or third of my crew leaves for spring break and partying and all that fun stuff. Those <laughs> young guys like to do. <laughs> oh, I wish I could man. join them. I wish I could join them. Somebody's got to work, I guess. Some of us have to be adults. You know, some of us have that to take sucks. care of business. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody uh, wants to do that. Yep. All right, gang. So we've been out in the Midwest for a few episodes now, and it's, I think, time we switch gears and bring this back to the Northeast for a few. So today we have a great show for you all. We're heading out to New Hampshire to talk all things snow removal with Tom Andrews from Evergreen Property Services. Uh, Jeremy and I are especially proud to do this episode with them as Evergreen is a veteran-owned company. Anything we can do to support our military veterans, we're super pumped to be able to do. Uh, Tom is a veteran of the United States Marine Corps, where he's an infantry infantry squad leader for four years. So me and Jeremy thank him for his service, and we are very happy happy to be able to get Evergreen Property Service some exposure here. Uh, all right, so Jeremy, we got to pay some bills here. This is a new thing, all right? Yeah, so, uh, look at us. We're going to pay time. some bills. Be back in 30 here. Hey, guys, Steve here. We're always looking for ways to save on labor and increase safety for our people. Last year, I purchased a game-changing snowblower from my company that does just that. It's called the Muskox. Its patented backdrag feature and design lets us get right up to our HOA garage doors and tight spots, clean them all right down to the pavement without scratching. This beast can also scrape hard pack going forward if you needed to. It's truly a dual-threat blower. Give Muskox a call. Their staff are extremely knowledgeable and have been amazing with us. Muskox, snowblowers that backdrag. All right. So got that out of the way. So to recap the last week, we had the brothers from Black Diamond Industries in Wilmer, Minnesota on the show. That was a good time. Uh, you know, Jeremy had to step out for uh, some snow emergency. So uh, we're, we're glad he's back for a full episode this time, hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. I should be <laughs> yeah. good. The dangers of doing a snow podcast with snow professionals in the middle of winter. Uh Let's see, what else did we have last week? Mike finished up the third and final episode of his dusting series on gathering the proper information on new RFPs. So we really want to thank Mike and the gang at Outdoor Pride for doing that with us. That was a, that was a home run. I think uh, everybody got a lot out of those three for uh, for developing a good RFP. Um, what else? We got? It's been a pretty busy week again for snow for a lot of the usual places in the country. Even New York got some more snow. We uh, we pushed twice in six days, so that was compared to the winter we've had so far. That's uh, we're busy as hell. Yeah, we pushed <laughs> probably twelve times. I think we that? pushed twelve. We pushed twelve times in six days. Oh, uh, here we go. Here and we go. then then in Hall, then Hall rubbing it in. <laughs> uh, yeah, these are wild times we're having. Uh, what else do I got to do here? Oh, I got to give a huge, huge thank you to Jimmy from JNR Sheds and Equipment down in Churchville, Maryland. He is my company, all hands, is sidewalk snow Yoda for all things Ventrac. 
I'm not even sure if he listens to this or not, but I wanted to throw it out there just in case he hears about it. We had a minor issue with one of our SSV snowblowers, and the man said, I got you covered. He got in his truck. He drove a replacement three and a half hours up to us because he heard we had snow coming tomorrow. Uh, so you don't even need to ask me where my Ventrac money goes. <laughs> it all goes through Maryland. <laughs> I, I just you don't see that level of service or dedication anymore. So, you know, when I do see it, you know, I really want to bring attention to it. Oh yeah, um, definitely. You know, and it's no secret we rely heavily on uh, our Ventrac machines for what we do with my company. So, Jim and the gang at J and R Sheds and Equipment, thank you guys for doing whatever it takes to keep us up and running. It definitely doesn't go unnoticed or unappreciated. Uh, let's see what else on the recap here. Armrest Unrest Twenty Three still going strong with my boy Jeremy as he leads oh, the charge for change. <laughs> we have to change. This is ridiculous. I mean, I've, <laughs> This is, he, we're in uncharted territories right now. <laughs> he will not rest until he gets an armrest, you know, armrest equality for all loaders. Yeah. <laughs> Case loaders don't have any. At least John Deere's have one. No, we do but not Case have has, any. Case has none. What's going on? I don't know. Cat's yeah. got two. <laughs> I mean, well, you're and you're paying for them. <laughs> well, come on. Uh, did I miss anything else in the last week? What else have we done? Anything else? I don't know. I've just been working the whole time. Yeah, you've been busy. You've been busy. Rub it in. Yeah. I'm not yeah. rubbing it in. I'm just telling you the truth. Really. <laughs> yeah, you've gotten snow. Can't it. argue with it. You've gotten snow. What was it? Four yeah. four days in a row? Yeah, I don't know. Every day it seems like, yeah, we've been going strong every day. You know, you you come on our calls at night. I do. I actually, I do. actually had a celebrity pusher come push with us this week. Came I heard out. that. Yeah, Bell and his daughter Elizabeth came out from Law Force. And, uh, yeah, he... I heard a rumor that I, I heard a rumor his daughter pushed better than he did. You know, she was yeah. better in the loader. I agree. Yeah, I, I think she <laughs> really good. Abel, I think Abel would agree too. Yeah, she was. She's a go getter. Yeah, that's awesome that they got to come out there though. That's uh, that's pretty cool. They were a little All nervous, right? and the guys uh, they just uh, let's let's just do it glacier style. So they pretty much squeezed them on a push. So we're gonna teach them how to push. So. <laughs> just stay right there. Yeah, they just gotcha. made it, figure it out on the go. That's how we roll. So that's it. That was fun. Good for you guys. Good for you guys. I'm glad you're working. All right, so let's kick this off. We'll get into it. We would like to welcome Tom Andrews of Evergreen Property Service to the show. Tom, welcome to the Snow Jobs. How's it going, brother? Steve, Jeremy, thanks for having me. You bet. Nice no problem. You. Our pleasure. All right, Jeremy, you want to take us away? Yeah. Tom, why don't you tell us a little bit about your company when it started and what you're all about, if you could, please. Yeah, absolutely. So we are a, uh, there's three owners, myself, my sister, and her uh, significant other. I'm pretty sure it's a bylaw marriage now. Um, <laughs> Common law. They, uh, they both have separate jobs. So my sister um, is a general manager of five Verizon or their B-Mobile um, Verizon stores. Um, she covers a ton of the logistics, the, the computer end, the communication to banks, stuff like that. Um, Chris, uh, he has his own contracting business and we piggyback off each other. Um, but he's also, he's full-time in Evergreen. So um, yeah, they're, they're extraordinary people that they make everything go. And I'm, I'm pretty much the labor force along with our employees. And the, uh, the idea is that, 
Um, I will take sole ownership at some point of the company, but I mean, having your sister and, and Chris, who was uh, my best man at my wedding. So it just goes to show how oh, that how works out he is in my life um, into the business. Uh, but yeah, so we, uh, we started in 2018. So we're about five years in. Um, I did just about everything on my own as far as plowing the first winter. And then we merged with a gentleman uh, who who is how we took on a bunch of commercial stuff. We made a huge leap. I believe it was our second or third winner. Um, and then we, we parted ways with him because he just, he didn't want to grow like we were. Um, so we took on his uh, commercial accounts mm-hmm. and kept them. And so we went from small to one of the bigger, bigger fish over here, as far as our, our two towns are concerned, but we compete with uh, like construction companies in the area. So they have all these loaders where we have our one loader. <laughs> so nice. it's, it's fun. It's fun to, to not go up against these guys, but do the same uh, size lots as them knowing that they have all these loaders and we have our one and, you know, we're very efficient with that and our other plows as well. So. Nice. More does not necessarily mean better. Exactly. Nope. Exactly. More headaches. In some cases, it does. <laughs> <laughs> Each charge per inch. That's it. That's it. <laughs> uh, so, what what services does Evergreen offer out there? You know, you can do year round service. It doesn't just have to be snow. What are you guys doing? Yeah. So we're we try to be the full package. We do the the spring cleanups, the mowing, um, fall cleanups, mulch, that such. Uh, in the, uh, the non-winter months. And then we roll, we can be doing leaf cleanup and then plow the next day or that night. It, it switches, it switches and it can switch back. So you, you clean your equipment, you put it away, you bring it back out, but we play that game until we're full into winter. Um, and then it's, it's full on snow services, uh, salting, um, and then we do some snow removal if we can get our customers to agree with it, which is a, it's a huge battle for us around here. It is right. I, that's a Northeast thing. And unless and you're on a, these monster sites, they tend to not want the snow hauled. We, we do have that issue. Yeah. We have a, uh, we have a plaza right now that's missing probably 60, 60 spots. <laughs> yeah, we're good. So. <laughs> we got a few of those. It'll melt eventually. Yeah, at middle of the summer, they'll get all their yeah, parking bags. By June. <laughs> Maybe by the 4th of July weekend or something. <laughs> uh, so what what is your market like as far as your annual snow and your types of storms? Like, what do you guys average uh, snowfall a year? Yeah, so we're we're anywhere from 60 to, to 70 plus. It really depends, especially with uh, we cover three towns um, here in New Hampshire. Uh, so our Northern town, Lebanon, New Hampshire, the one, the hotel we take care of there. Sometimes they don't even see any snow or they'll get some rain in our Southern towns, Claremont, New Hampshire, and Newport, New Hampshire, they could get six plus inches. It's, it's really, it's, it's night and day. Um, and we have a uh, little Arlo cameras set up in different parking lots to keep, um, keep eyes on that stuff. Uh, and then, those are great until we get negative weather and they shut down. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you, so you have three, 
three different times that you service and you could have three totally different weather conditions going on. Correct. That's tough. What have you, what have you had for snow this year out there? Have you had, are you uh, in the drought this too? year I was trying to find a uh, certified total, but I can't, couldn't really find one. I would say we're, we're 30 plus. Um, and that's, it's really hard because a lot of that's been slush. It, <laughs> we right. probably could have hit our, you know, 60 inch mark by now if we had more than, you know, rain, slush, sleet. When's oh, your yeah. snow We're getting that too. <laughs> when's your, when's your guys' snow usually done? I mean, when's your normal kind of, we're done for the season? We've, the last few years, it seems like um, as soon as I change tires over, we get a storm sometime in late March. Um, but right now, as Steve and yourself, Jeremy, can attest, we're still getting snow and the the whole country looks like it's still going to be pretty busy for a while. Yeah, it's definitely still coming. That's for sure. There's there's a couple storm systems backed up. Yeah, Things like, uh, Jeremy, when are you supposed to get when are you supposed to get know. your next one? You're on the board for next week already? No, no. We oh, we just got like our inch last night, three quarters inch. I can't remember. They're saying we got you know, they're saying we got half inch, but we pushed it. And uh, uh, tomorrow or tonight after midnight, supposed to get another seven inches for tomorrow. Then next week we got a few shots. So yeah, we'll be we'll be busy for a while. Yeah, that that's so everything you get we usually get two to three days later. So that's uh, you know if there's stuff on the docket for next week out there, then uh, we should be late next week looking at something in the northeast. See what we get. Mm-hmm. But definitely. All right, Tom. What's uh, what do you kind of equipment do you guys run out there? What's your what do you have? Yeah, car? so uh, we have uh, we have an old bone, the original uh, truck that. Uh, Chris and I drove down to Maryland to buy off a gentleman. It's a 2008 Dodge Ram 3500 Laramie edition. So for its time, it was a souped up Cadillac with a plow on it. Um, And we got the, uh, that came with an eight foot Western straight blade. Um, We since then, all our Western plows have the uh, the wing attachments on there. Um, It adds a foot total. Each wing is about six inches. So. Uh, then we have a 2014 Dodge Ram 2500 uh, gas um, that has the eight foot Western on it as well. And it has a, we won't call it cute, but it's a three quarter yard uh, Western striker in the back with some spill guards on it. But it's great to mini- minimize salt distribution um, or disbursement. I mean, the guys, it's easy to run through salt especially if you're nervous, like you're not the one you're, you're responsible for it for the first time. So you want to put extra down, but we've noticed that we can cover a lot more with the, with the same effect. Um, then we have a, a year, I couldn't, I believe it's a 2016 GMC, uh, 3,500 that has a Fisher V plow, which is currently, uh, in pieces that's a different story (laughs) (laughs) Um, i want to hear that story yeah that has a uh yeah so that that plows down unfortunately and then we have a 2020 dodge ram 3500 um that has the the fisher x2 um v on it uh and then the 2020 cv uh 515 the international um, that has a nine foot straight blade Western on it with the wings. How's that uh, truck doing for you? 
Uh, it's had a couple minor electrical problems, but it's a, it's yeah, it's amazing, and it, yeah. it does what we need because we have a, um, the case three twenty one, so it can haul that. So that's we we originally wanted a Dodge Ram fifty five hundred, and this was right around COVID, so we didn't they didn't have anything. Um, yep. Luckily, we went to a Reed's truck service right up the road. Um, they're amazing, and within a week we had it. Um, yeah. So sorry, back to the equipment. Um, we have a case SB 300 skiddy, um, wheeled. Absolutely love it. Has a eight foot to 12 foot HLI snow wing. Um, those are phenomenal until you need to replace the wear plates. Um, then you might as well buy a brand new plow. <laughs> They're very expensive. We found that out the hard way. Um, but otherwise you like the HLA? We haven't yeah, talked love, to anybody. Love, I don't um, think yet. As long as you make sure to go James over the guys, right. they're angling everything appropriately. You know, I think everyone learns that lesson the hard way. It's just got to get comfortable with the equipment, got to get used to it. Um, mm -hmm. And that just takes time and practice. Um, How wide yep, was that? Then, you said eight foot? Yep, eight and then we have the uh, Case 321F uh, wheel loader without snow tires. <laughs> That has a uh, nine nine foot to thirteen foot HLA snow wing. Again, so love that. It's great on that. Um, and then we don't bring it out very often, but when we do, the Ventrac forty five hundred Z with a broom or lower absolutely takes care of whatever we need. Oh yeah, yeah, they'll tear it up. How come we don't bring it out very often? We just don't need it, or yeah, that's that's pretty much that's everything. How come you don't bring the vent track out? I think Jeremy asked that. I don't know if you heard him. Oh, sorry. It's um, okay. Yeah, we don't bring it out mainly because we don't have a, a dedicated truck and trailer to get it out. Um, mm -hmm. So it's one of those things where we do very few residential stuff. Um, and those residents, we do the shoveling. We try to make the most out of it while we're there and also provide that service because most of them, they're year-round customers. Um, you don't want a road of 4,500 at four miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually did. We had a, I would call it a blizzard. Uh, I, think, I believe it was December, middle of December, 2020. We got hit with 42 inches in about 14 hours. Um, wow. 42 inches. And, and my, uh, my favorite truck. The Northeast. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite truck, the 2008. He uh, showed up to our Dunkin' Donuts location. It was our first. It was going to be my first push of the night. Uh, the, the pump went in the plow. Oh, so I so you decided to plow it in that storm. Venture. Believe it or not, I I ended up. Everyone was stuck. Stores were shut down. Um, but I I was on the main road with the the Ventrac, driving, blowing as whatever we could. It was crazy. It was absolutely insane. Just getting the job done, no matter what, right? And then it was, uh, I believe, 60 two days later, and we lost over half that snow. Yeah, that sounds about right. Didn't, didn't, get, <laughs> didn't get to remove any of it. <laughs> that doesn't That's, happen here. No. It was what is your, I don't know if we touched on this, Tom. What what, do you, what snowfall do you normally get in a storm? What's your, your average snowstorm? Three to four inches, a little more, a little less? It. It really Everything varies, in but I, yeah. I would say that it's normally, um, if we're 
getting snow, you can expect anywhere from two to four inches. Um, But we could get three of those in a week, just like Jeremy could get the two inches that last him all week and stuff. We'll get hit with three clippers, um, especially in the, in the Newport um, area because it's a little bit higher. Um, But yeah, we're, we're used to the, 12 plus inches we usually you know you can bank on three of those in a winter yep. it's not rare um and i'd say a medium storm for us is six to nine so you guys normally get hit by these like miller b nor'easters that go up the coast and affect like boston and stuff those are the big ones for you oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. and then there's i mean that you can tell we're in a pretty high area because we're surrounded by ski resorts too so there's a you know, Killington, Okemo, um, those are Vermont, but they are close. They're about 45 minutes away. And then, um, Mount Sunapee and the Sunapee lakes region over here, they get, you know, hundred plus inches of snow per year. So it's a, it's a pretty wild area. It changes. Um, I think it was the, the black diamond gentleman said that they were, they travel and have different spots everywhere. And yep. So that that hit home. <laughs> how how far, how far are you, you? The three towns you service. How how far apart are they? Yeah, no, great question. Uh, so Claremont, which is where you know I live, um, and we have part of our shop. Um, that's a different story for a different time. But we have part of our shop here in Claremont, and it's where I live. Uh, from so from Claremont to Lebanon, New Hampshire, where our one site is our hotel. Um, it is 23 miles. So pavement, clear weather, about 36 minutes. Um, they're, they're good. They'll, they'll set aside a room or two for us. Um, and we send our guys up there and it's usually, Hey, two days, no matter what. And hopefully it's uh, a good two days and it's worthwhile. Um, but generally, <laughs> Chris is up there, so we have an owner up there um, um, making the calls. So I, when a storm hits, I don't even think about Lebanon. It's it's not in, not in my head. He'll check in and be like, hey, we're good. How are you guys? Oh, we got eight inches. Oh, cool. We have two. And so. <laughs> gotcha. But so you're not yeah, you're not generally sharing equipment between three towns. You're n- no our kind of self-sufficient. Our uh, our SV. Uh, skiddies up at the hotel um, and the the newer Dodge Ram 3500 with the V plow and that has uh, a Fisher uh, polycaster in the back so it, the, the hotel is set with all that gotcha nice. cool and do you then, guys use a uh, contracted weather service uh, forecasting oh boy. Uh, no we uh, we've actually since I've started listening to the podcast I was like that's a great I, I didn't even know it existed where you yeah. could pay for this almost dedicated weather service uh, we found some different ones that we we want to try out um, but right now I, I I go between three or four different apps I use NOAA so the the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration yep. they're they're great. <clears throat> Uh, I've used them since high school to keep tabs on storms. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they they tend to be more conservative too, which is lately it's been more accurate. Um, I use Weather Underground 
they're kind of, this is going to be worst case scenario. Here's the <laughs> yes. <no> total. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I like, I like that they give they're they're good with the hourly inch, uh, the snow rate per hour. That's usually pretty good. So I use that for that. And then weather channel, cause that's what everyone else uses. So I, I'm like, yes, I heard that too. Yes. But we're really only going to get an inch and they heard six Six yeah. <laughs> See, underground's yeah, been pretty are, good for me lately. Underground's been good. Yeah, they've been they've been spot on with the last yeah. uh, two or three. Yeah. Yeah. National Weather they they missed the last two, I think it was, and underground was actually right on, which I was shocked for yeah. my area anyway. Yeah, no, they've been good. Weather underground's been good. I, I definitely check on them. We got a we got a couple free ones around here, like Hudson Valley Weather um is a you know, a website and those guys are incredibly accurate. Like I'll take my contracted weather service forecast and compare it to what Hudson Valley weather is saying. And if they're in lockstep, that's what you're getting. You know, they're, they're very good. Hudson Valley weather for the Hudson Valley, which is, it's a tough place to call weather from everything I hear. I mean, all the companies could just be saying that just, I I believe they are. I believe they are. (laughs) That's a tough place to call weather. You know, because of the mountains, it's, it's, but it's called Hudson Val- Yeah, Hudson Valley weather, though, to give those guys a uh, a free uh, a free plug there. They are incredibly accurate, and uh, we we like checking them out as on the free side. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of different companies out there. You can you can pay a little money. You can pay a lot of money. Get the same fifty fifty <laughs> chance of being right, basically. Right. Well, and also our idea is if we have this dedicated, proven to be more accurate than most uh you know whether it's an app a service a little weather station we're we're thinking that it'll help us uh with the snow removal because right now we're expecting you know some some sites and apps are saying a foot on monday into tuesday and like i was saying that plaza has it's already missing 60 spots um but all these property managers, they're like, Oh, it'll melt. Like it'll go away. I doubt we're going to get any more snow. We can show, <laughs> we can hopefully show them that in a week you have this coming. So yeah. it'll help push the, the approvals we're, we're hoping. Um, yeah. You like to get that hauling when you can, I mean, that, the hauling makes you some good money. So. Well, and for so us, I, you, you, you don't so know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I hear the, we're blowing these these uh, these snow re- relocations and removals. If we get them right now, it's it's definitely beneficial because we have a you know sometimes it can be a month of dead period until we're able to do our spring cleanups and stuff. But again, that's where we we piggyback off Chris's uh, Chris's contracting business, and he'll he'll get some projects, and we'll we'll be the labor force for him. Where do you uh, cool. where do you bring your snow? I mean, do you have a snow farm or what do you got? What do you got? Empty lots or how, how, where are you bring it? Empty lots. Sometimes you ask permission from another customer. A lot of times we just find ourselves relocating it on site. Um, so like oh, this plaza, there's it. different there's different areas that we can use um, and dump it. But you're I mean you're still using the same equipment and stuff. So it seems I'm sure to a lot of people to be silly. You're just moving snow around, but when these these big box stores leave their parking spots don't don't need them (laughs) yeah Uh, no doesn't seem silly to me i mean that's that's part of business that's a big part of the business out there 
it's yeah. like I said, we just we don't tend to do it a lot. You know, we'll, at the most we'll snow blow piles, you know, but we haven't had to do that this year. We haven't had anything until the last two weeks, uh, barely anyway. And then the, the year before that was an average winter. We didn't really need to do it. Two years before that, we had to move and we had to blow snow because we had that 92 inches or whatever it was. That That was a lot. So some of the sites were running out of room. So we did have to do it. But as far as a regular occurrence, that's just not that that's not this market. Some customers get they get frustrated when we propose that they need to get uh, piles pushed back, relocated, removed because um, they're like, you have all this space. And it's like, well, your pavement ends here and that's all grass that we have to clean up in the spring, which is fine. But when the ground doesn't freeze like it used to anymore, right. I mean, my uh, my CV. 515 is not light, so uh, it sinks into the mud like a, oh, yeah. like a pig. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then, oh, by the way, fix that on your own dime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. They'll be like, are you going to seed and hay this? I was like, probably not. Why would you like to, would you like to explore that option? <laughs> I can offer you. Yeah, exactly. Job, I know somebody that can do that. Quote, unquote. <laughs> yeah. But no, it's, that's the constant battle. And uh, you guys have. Uh, have touched on it more and more. And Steve, I like how you, uh, you have these presentations readily available and that you propose to customers that get on board. Cause I mean, not only is this podcast great for our own guys doing, doing what we do, but to help inform, you know, people who we do the work for and why we do certain things. Cause I, I think more and more, it's a necessary thing. I think as these property managers, they change hands. Like somebody touched upon it. I got, I can't remember who it was, but they said like most of these properties have been run for 15, 20 years by the same guy who's now handing it off to a younger guy that maybe doesn't have the same experience. And if they're willing to learn what we do and how we do it and what they actually need to think about, then why wouldn't we want to take advantage of that and help educate them? It can only help us. It it can only help that relationship between the two. And uh, at the end of the day, you drop a number on them and they don't understand what it's for and what goes into that number. They're just going to say, this is ridiculous. You know, uh, we just want a guy with a plow truck. You know, they don't understand a lot of times what actually goes into it, what the legalities are, you know, even, even sometimes what the local ordinances are for not blocking vision and not, you know, blocking this or sidewalk stuff. So it's in our best interest to, to help the, the owner, property owners or, or, you know, property management companies, if they're willing to listen, you know, it's almost our duty to, to help them. And, uh, it can only benefit us in the long run. Right. Absolutely. Yes, sir. We are the professionals. So we have to, we are supposed to be, (laughs) we are supposed to be the professionals. Even when you've been up for, you know, 40 hours. (laughs) Yep. Yep. That's the time you really got to be professional. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. easy two or three hours in when you, you know, you, your fuse hasn't grown short yet. You're not exhausted. Uh, so what, Tom, what, what's your contract structure like predominantly up there? Are you doing seasonals? Are you doing per push? Are you doing hourly? You know, what, what do you guys do up there as a matter uh, of course? So we're, we're right about 50, 50, um, with all our commercial stuff. Uh, the, the very few residential stuff we do, which they're really, their apartments um 
that are owned by somebody out of state. But uh, those are all per push, per visit, per salting, per sanding. Um, the uh, we've we've played around with it a little bit this this winter. We did some different stuff with some of our uh, per visit customers. We do a snowfall rate. Um, so there's I think it's 3.4 inches or less. Um, there's this rate, uh, 3.5 to six, there's this rate. And then anything above six is a, 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 a fixed rate. And then per inch, which seems very pricey to a lot of people, but you show up and there's, there's 10 inches. It's going to take you that much longer. It's harder on your equipment and stuff, but we've played around with that a little bit. Um, but yeah, most of our commercial, uh, like I was saying, it's 50-50 split. The, uh, the bigger places, the plazas, um, those are fixed seasonals that we normally take care of year-round. Um, so we, gotcha. we hopefully do well in the winter, but we definitely we do well in the summer because um, we're doing a lot less stuff. Gotcha. Okay. So what about the... Um you know, we talked about your contract structure. What about the the level of competition and the amount of competition for snow in your market? Is, is there a lot of it? And if so, you know, how do you guys separate yourself from, from your competition that's out there? I, I wouldn't say there's a ton of competition with, especially with the, the bigger commercial stuff. Um, there's, there's guys that have had the same sites around here. Um, the bigger malls, uh, plaza areas They've had the same ones for 20 years and they're not really going anywhere. Um, but they don't want any more. They have a system. They've got it down packed. They're sure. not trying to mess with it. And then there's some up and coming guys, which I would call us since we're, we're still right around five years. Uh, but they, they do a lot of the residential, they do the smaller, the very small commercial. So we've kind of I don't want to say slithered because that sounds kind of snaky, but <laughs> uh, hey, you worked your found, way in. We found a little niche. Uh, we found some good, some good customers, some good commercial stuff, um, and yeah. So I, I think that's that's worked out. And as far as the competition, again, yeah, I don't. It doesn't seem like anyone really steps on anyone's toes around here. Uh, you know, most of the people, you know, the guys running the other equipment, you might know them. Uh, so it's more of you try to get on good terms right off the bat because you never mm -hmm. know when they'll need you or you need them. If we ever get a another 42 incher, hopefully people can help each other out like they did last time. So yeah, I was going to ask that. Yeah. You, you know, you get a monster like that. Are, are all the companies kind of you know looking to help each other? Or? That and it was almost like a community thing. You'd you'd I was at one point driving our Kubota L47 down the road to dig somebody out or a customer out and people are going around in groups of like six, eight, 10 shoveling, snow blowing. Oh. Yeah. It was, it was cool to see. And then when it melted, nice. everyone went back to, I don't know stuff. if we'd see that. Here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you'd see that here, but yeah. No, yeah. no, you wouldn't have uh, well, a citizen people... shovel cruise. Oh, we'd people be helping each other, but I don't, I don't know if you'd see other companies helping other companies, honestly. Yeah. Hmm. He's where, where you know, I don't know. I just don't. I mean, it's no, I somebody, so somebody need to help help them, but I don't think we'd it'd be an all out. Hey, I'm gonna come do your lot for you. I mean, 
Nobody but calls it, though on a big storm and say, "Hey, can Glacier, uh, you know, can can we pay a couple loaders to do this, this, this?" We had a couple breakdowns or something. That doesn't happen. Um, not a not another company. Maybe the manager of the site might call us because if, if they're if they're not performing, but, gotcha. All right, but you never know. I mean, anything's possible. I just, <laughs> I mean, I can. I just don't seem. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to say that right. So no, I hear you. All right. No. All right. So what's uh, what you got any really good stories to tell us or anything about any good weather stories or uh, stories? I mean, besides the 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 blizzard one, which is a story in itself, uh, just not being able to have like that's when you want all your equipment working. <laughs> you oh, want absolutely. it working every storm, but that. That was just a, a huge punch in the gut. Uh, but we, you know, you can't, that's when you can't fall apart. You have to figure something out. At one point I, we were with the gentleman we merged with for that year. He had, luckily he had a second truck, which had the plow that is currently broken. It was hanging <laughs> on, hanging on by like a, a nail. <laughs> uh, so I did, did my best with that just to keep some stuff open. And then, um, when that eventually did stop working and we just we were like, we we're, we had to get it back to the shop. Um, that's when I went out with the, uh, the Kubota tractor and the Ven track and was just doing whatever you could. Um, and then, yeah, we just, we caught up. It was, it was almost like we were on our mowing route in the winter. We had a truck, truck with a plow sander we'd take the spinner off hooked up the trailer had uh you know shovels a honda snowblower snowblower toro and then the vent track with everything it was let's go get it <laughs> get everything opened up place yep. no, i'm sorry if i missed this already but like as far as types of sites that you're doing you're doing residential commercial you do driveways and stuff too or what are you guys predominantly doing as far as site types I, I, believe it's uh three or four residential driveways and we're under the agreement with them um that we you know we get to your driveway when we get after to all our commercial <laughs> stuff is done you know, yeah sometimes i mean luckily we'll maybe get a get a chance to send a, a truck over just to open it up but you know these these people do their grocery shopping the day before they're ready for that and i guess that's that's fine with us as long as the understanding is is mutual because our uh, our commercial stuff is very important obviously but yeah Absolutely. we do um, mainly commercial uh, the the plaza is about uh, five five acres of pavement um, then right next door there's a McDonald's we do a mobile a Dollar General Advanced Auto Circle K that's all they're all within you know three hundred yards each other um and right up the road there's another another site but that's pretty much all of newport claremont is a little more a little more spread out but still very close um and our biggest one over there is a mobile home park all the so, all the rest are probably half to three quarter acre smaller lots so all in so all there's 20 20 commercial lots so in your area, Tom, are you, uh, is there a lot of growth? I mean, is there, can you get a lot more accounts or what are you guys looking at? I mean, is there, cause around here, I mean, it's 
continuous building around us and in, in our town anyway. So is, is there anything like that going on in your place or is it kind of what it is is what it is there? Uh, I think in order for something like that, uh, one of the other construction companies would probably have to get out of the, the snow business um, or there's, there's the occasional, oh, we want to get pricing and you kind of see who they've had before. So maybe you speak with them and it's like, are you dropping this customer or, and if so, why? Um, But yeah, there's, I wouldn't say a ton of room for growth, but what, what we're trying to do is offer more stuff throughout the year. um, And that's how we get, not get, get the money from them, but grow while keeping the same customers and keeping them happy year round. Mm Cool. Cool. Yeah, you got your niche. Sticking to it. That's good. All right. Uh, let's see. I mean, I guess uh, we're at the five and five. My, I got one more though. I got go one ahead, Jack. So, what, what have what's with your with your military background? Has that helped you with anything you think in your company? Has it helped? That's a great grow? question, actually. Yeah, I think uh, so. First off, I'm. This isn't what I planned on doing. You know, five years ago, uh, when it's when Chris approached me with the idea, I was like, absolutely. Like, I love it. Love mowing. Obviously, there's so much more to it. And I'm learning that every day. Um, there's times where I'm sitting in the loader moving snow and I'm like, this is incredible like that. I'm, I would have never imagined myself running this, you know, back in high school, even college. Um, but. Uh, um lost my train of thought there for a second uh the, what was it the, <laughs> sorry the five and five um yeah yeah it, it's uh so how how have you guys really made your big leaps in the last five years like what are the turning points for you over the past five years since you started that have gotten you where you are today uh definitely when we uh we merged uh with the gentleman, um, and took on his commercial accounts. Uh, that was, it was just a giant, giant step for us. Um, and believe it or not, at one point we did take on a Walmart here in Claremont, which I thought, you know, for what we did, um, we had the, the SV skid steer, uh, there with a, a case 580 with a big pusher on it. And I mean, they, it did well, but we just, dealing with the constant phone calls of there's, Hey, there's a little bit of black ice in the furthest corner of the lot where that's (laughs) where nobody goes. (laughs) Yeah. And luckily like we're, we're not even, you know, a mile and a half away from the Walmart. So I'd, I'd always go address the issue, take pictures and go from there. But um, yeah, (laughs) that was, that was our big growth was merging with that gentleman. And then when we lost him, we had to, uh, kind of make up for that because he was he was at he was an owner with us so sure to lose to gain all those accounts and stuff and lose an owner a working owner uh was definitely hard and that was probably our time where we bit off more than we could chew and admitting that uh is hard sometimes but i think to go back into what you said jeremy it came back to me uh yes my military experience has really helped me because it just it you, d- you don't give up, you know, the, the times get tough and that's when you, sh- you should shine and whether you have everything to do it or you find a way to get it done. That's, that's really what people see. And, you know, we have two full-time employees and 
I try to teach them what I know, but I learn I learn from them every day too. Um, but just by being the the first one there to do everything, to start plowing, and being the last one done, and going to do the checks the next day while you let them sleep is kind of how I incorporate the mm-hmm. the the military background and what I've gathered from the military is. If your guys are working, you're working. If they're not, you're still working. Right. Absolutely. Yep. Definitely. Where do you uh, where do you see yourself going five years? Your company. Uh, five years. I I mean, I really like where we're at uh, as far as the winter goes. I think fine tuning contracts, maybe figuring out uh, a, a mutual agreement that's in the contract as far as snow removal, snow relocation. I think just being on those terms before the winter hits so that you can just do it. You let them know you're going to do it. You do it. And that's that. And mm-hmm. you take care of it the no, the way you know how as a professional and they don't have to worry about it and everyone's happy. Uh, but yeah, fine, fine tuning contracts, uh, just making sure our, our two full-time employees are happy, taking care of them. We're very family oriented. So making sure that um, they stay with us because they know our customers, you know, first it's a lot of first name basis stuff. Um, So just, yeah, just fine tuning stuff. And then uh, we do want to take some leaps in the summer so that our, our winner isn't, you know, making up for the ground. We, we don't lose, but we don't gain much more in the summer. Uh, So do some more profitable stuff. Like, unfortunately, We'll probably be cutting back on some mowing, uh, which is one of my favorite <laughs> things to do. <laughs> Good. Come down yeah. here. You can mow for me. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but getting more into, you know, some landscape projects and stuff of that nature. And then we can, you know, reinvest into more Ventrac attachments, which is, I know this is a snow podcast, but with that. Thing, no, they make everything. <laughs> we put that Sorry. thing to work in the summer. That is a, our mule. That That's our. It's our workhorse. Great machine, that's for sure. They are. They're great machines. Um, Tom, being you know five year old company, when when you started, are there any lessons that you learned or had to learn the hard way that you think you'd want to pass on to uh, other guys who may just be starting out? Yeah, uh, and it kind of goes back to you. You either you you're either the person that when the tough gets going, you're there and you're going through it or you grow up real fast. And, um, luckily I haven't seen anyone really fail around me cause you don't ever wish for that, but it, it's seen people that have taken on too much. And, you know, I look at them and I'm like, Hey, I've been there. Um, but just whatever you do take on, even if it is, or ends up to be too much, do not let those customers down. Absolutely. I mean, we get calls rare, but we get calls and have gotten calls from other towns where they're like, can you come do this dollar general? And it's like 45 minutes away. Like, I'm sorry. There's just absolutely no way. Um, So don't, don't be the people to let your customers down, Uh, do whatever you can for them. Um, And for, for me, I, we love taking on harder projects, ones that we need to actually think about, uh, Chris loves to solve things. So if there's a, a tough job, he's already thinking about how to solve it. Um, yeah. And then That's it's great. just more of a reward. So 
Now let me ask you one more question because I, I should have done this earlier, but we were in a groove there and I, I wanted to let it go. Uh, you have both Fisher and Western plows, right? Yes. Yes. What is the deal? Like putting on the Western plow, we're all Western. So, but well, I have put on Fishers. How can two companies that are owned basically by the same parent company have the easiest mount system possible and the hardest mount system possible in the same breath? How does that happen? I mean, are yeah. you, do you find that too, that the ultra mount <laughs> for the Western is simple as like my seven-year-old puts them on the Fisher takes 15 minutes to, to line it up and, you know, hopefully nothing's bent. Yeah. We've had to, and the pins on the fishers, they're always, yes. you got to spray them or um, <laughs> yes. lube them, hit them. Oh man. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's crazy. But the, that, and honestly, because the, our first truck, that 2008 Dodge Ram, um, came with that Western. That's just what we rode with. Um, and there's a, luckily it ended up, there's a Fisher Western guy right down the street. So if we really need to get something, we can order it through him, but mm -hmm. the, it two pins unlatch, unhook the, the harnesses and you just slide right out. And it's, yeah, it's I know. That's great. Do you, do you guys uh, do rock, paper, scissors to who's going to have to hook up the Fishers? <laughs> so yeah no chris chris usually keeps that plow on <laughs> smart man and then the, man. the one that's in you know three pieces uh <laughs> that's, no, that's a story with that get hooked up for a little while so yeah you want to tell that story what's the story with three piece plows so, so we ended up um the the gentleman that we merged with and then he he left uh we still keep in touch with, he runs the, the loader at the plaza for us. He's a great guy. So he still loves doing all this stuff, but you know, we, we just parted ways, but his truck, one of his extra trucks that he kept, we are, uh, um, using it and it had the, the V the Fisher an old Fisher V on it. Um, first storm, it broke part of the frame. I have a great friend growing up high school. He's a amazing welder, luckily. So he, uh, limped that thing up to his shop. He welded that. It was better than before. Um, and he's like, Hey, the bearings are kind of shot on this. And I was like, dude, we just need to get through this next storm. Made it halfway <laughs> through the storm. One of my employees, Ethan called. He's like, plows, plows broken, man. I was like, what do you mean? Like, can you get it back to the shop? He's like, no, it's, uh, it's hanging on. <laughs> no. I can't, I'm trying to remember. All I had to do was take a angle grinder and it fell apart. I, there was one, oh, it was actually the welds that Corey uh, put on. There was one hanging, um, but otherwise the, the cylinder snapped off everything. It was <laughs> so, so, so that stayed in one of our, uh, commercial lots luckily it was next to a snowbank and we put a cone by it and then i went down with the Kubota tractor and right in right on the busiest street in claremont was uh picking up our plow and pieces and putting it on a trailer <laughs> uh you never hit that self-destruct button on the plow controller you never <laughs> hit it <laughs> oh man that's horrible all right jeremy you got anything else for our boy here uh, i don't know just uh Oh, we're in New Hampshire. Are you again? I'm sorry. You're in three. So, what, town are you in? Uh, what was that? What town are you in? You said. So you said there's three I towns. personally live in Claremont, New Hampshire. It's, uh, it's more southern New Hampshire, and it's right on the Vermont New Hampshire border. Um, gotcha. I actually grew up uh, 
a town in Vermont that's in between the Claremont Lebanon area. So it's all like we, the towns are so small and close together that, I mean, you usually end up knowing people from two towns over. It's pretty small. Yeah, I got to get out there one day in the area and visit you guys and stuff. It's beautiful. It's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, come in, come in the fall and you'll be one of the leaf peepers. <laughs> uh, leaves don't impress me right, you can you can come come soon and my dad will be uh making maple uh maple syrup oh, syrup guy huh yeah yeah we got guys yeah. that do that here too just, None of that uh, you don't have any trees where where are they going? minnesota across the river oh all right, all right. I got we gotta you. go across the river no we don't have them like, here where are you, you tapping trees <laughs> oh my gosh that's funny all right so any any funny stories anything else you want to you want to talk about or anybody you want to plug Tom? Uh, I mean, definitely a big shout out again to my sister, Kat, Catherine, um, we call her Kat. And then, uh, Chris again. And then my, my wife for supporting me, even though I know we talked about it briefly, Steve, but she, she's, uh, going to school to be a CRNA. So yeah. she's been a part, um, or we've been a part, you know, since day one and, you know, she graduates in May, so that'll be all over, but good uh, for you. Yeah. So big shout out to them and, uh, yeah. Need I, good support staff. That's for yep. Definitely. Oh, absolutely. And that's, that's why we like to keep our company as much as we do a lot of things, uh, is keep it, keep it small, keep it personable. We know, like I was saying, our employees, families, they, they come over. So they hang out with us, you know, barbecues and stuff. So it's, it's nice. To yeah, it's like awesome. That. Yeah. You got to keep it tight. That's the best way to, uh, best way to keep everybody together and, you know, mm-hmm. treat it like a family. So that's awesome. Good for you guys. All right. Well, I think that's just gonna, gonna wrap it up then. Tom, I want to thank you, uh, for joining Jeremy and I, and, uh, you know, all the best to Evergreen in the future. Yeah. Thank you very much. And I, I think this podcast is great and just, keep it up and keep getting people from all over the country. Hopefully some, some different countries. That would be great too. Yeah. We plan on, I think we got a, we got a Canadian uh, company lined (laughs) up in the next uh, week or two. We got to, we got to take it up. Uh, I was talking to the guy the other day. He says, Oh, I'm totally in. I'm like, all right, cool. We'll, we'll take it North of the border. Get some, uh, get some different perspectives from a different country, so to speak. I think they're big on tractors up there. They are. They are big on tractors. They're big on tractors. Yeah, they do a lot of ag tractor, uh, inverted blowers, uh, pusher on the front, inverted blower on the rear. I'm like, God, oh, that's the way to do it, man. That thing's ready for battle. Yeah. But All right. Well, Tom, thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate it. All the best to you and your family. And thank you again for your service. And uh, you know, if there's anything we can do for you in the future, don't hesitate to reach out. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Take care. Keep pushing. Absolutely. That's my line. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, you heard it. What Tom said, guys. We'll see you next week.